Hi, friends. Welcome to the Willis and Co. podcast. Willis writes the scripts and I ask the questions. This is a podcast dedicated to honest communication and great discussion. Willis and I find interesting people, sit them down and pick their brains. Our hope for you is that you'll be entertained, enlightened and educated as we try and use conversation to offer up perspective and insight about the world around us. So, ladies and gentlemen, sit back, relax and enjoy the vibes. Today, all the way from H-Town, State Down, we have Jacob Irby. Jake's been my friend for some years now. He's a great friend, reliable and trustworthy, is how I would describe Jacob. Jake recently just got married to the beautiful Lindsay, um, and I was there to celebrate them on their big day. I'm excited to interview Jake. This is my first practice interview. Can't wait to see how it goes. All right, boys and girls, here we go. What's up, Jacob? What's up, dude? Dude, Jacob, welcome to the Willis & Co. Podcast. I'm glad to have you here today. How you doing, man? Good, man. I'm honored to be on the Willis & Co. Podcast. Nice, That's dude. how I'm doing. That's what I'm talking about, dude. So this is our first mock interview. This won't be very long. Um, I'll just tune it. I'm going to take our interview today, um, our conversation, really, and go back, edit it, um, and I'll send you the finished product. How does that sound? Sounds good to me. Cool, let's man. So tell me about. So tell me about how. Well, first, let's just start off. You tell our audience a little bit about yourself, man. Who you are, what you're about, uh, where you're headed in life, man. Man, you're hitting me with hard questions to start off this whole podcast thing. <laughs> I gotta tell you. I gotta tell you everything about my life. Okay, here we go. So Jake Irby. Born and raised in the 512 ATX in Anderson Mill. Um, played baseball growing up and uh, played all the, way th- all the way through college. I have a brother, my Padres, still live in Austin. Um, now I'm down in Houston with my wife. My wife's a nurse, and I'm currently looking for a job. Um I love Jesus. I love Mexican food. And I love sports. <laughs> nice, dude. I feel like if you That's live in Texas, I feel like if you live in Texas, man, liking or loving Mexican food, it has to be on the resume, man. Yeah. I mean, they'll deport you if, if you uh if you don't like Mexican food. Yeah. Even Isn't if you're white. Can't mention the D word on this podcast since most of our fans okay. are actually Hispanic. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, man. So, anyways, dude. So you mentioned you mentioned you uh, marriage. So, uh, as my understanding, you just were married recently, correct? Yeah, in, in October of last year. Dude, so, so it's tell been me six months. Wow, six months, dude. That's flown mm-hmm. by. Actually, for those yeah. of you who don't know, I was actually in Jake's wedding, and that's a. That's a story in and of itself, maybe for another podcast. We'll, <laughs> that'll be another episode of what not to do or have happen on your wedding anyone. day. Yeah, we don't want to scare anyone away from getting married. <laughs> yeah, dude. So, hey, man, tell tell our listeners a little bit about 
what was it like uh, for you heading up into the wedding, man? Um, just, yeah, those couple months maybe before the wedding, was it stressful for y'all? Or what was that whole process like for you and your, and your future wife-to-be? Yeah, so first of all, our engagement was 14 months long. And so it was kind of tough. Um, we uh, we really wanted to get married. And about the time we decided on a 14-month engagement, we regretted it instantly. <laughs> and so two or two to three months out, it was tough because we had basically most of it all done. All the big stuff was uh, planned and the vendors were chosen. Um, and we were just ready and uh, so yeah, dude, it, it was it was tough. Like we, I remember nights where we were like, "All right, well, what do we do now?" Obviously, we still had stuff to do, but it was just small stuff that we didn't really uh, care about, and we kind of delegated it. But it was tough. It was real tough. We got impatient. So, yeah, I mean, I'm reading a stat here that says that. Um, Planning for planning for a wedding is one of the most stressful things uh, human beings will do in this lifetime, man. It, it can be very stressful. Um, yeah. Which kind of which yeah. kind of it's kind of ironic when you think about it. When you you spend all this time uh, and money on this one event and it's gone here and gone in, in eight to ten hours, it's, yeah. it blows my mind. Yeah, and it takes up almost every day. Um, like you and your wife or, you know, if, if girls are listening, like you and your husband, every day when you're together, like you're talking about the wedding, like, and you're, you're talking about the vendors you chose and the venue and um, what kind of food you're going to eat. And you change your mind 15 times and then you get in, in little fights here and there. And yeah, it can be super stressful. We actually had to like dedicate times for Lindsay and I to, um, to like focus on each other and not on the wedding um, and like take dates where we just don't talk about the wedding and that was hard it was super hard what about you how was how is it for uh, you and Val um, I'm not allowed to speak about that on the air but um but for... <laughs> no man uh, actually the process you know I think it helped that I'm a pretty laid back guy by nature and I married a, a planner. So, you know, my wife's a teacher. And so she plans, she, that's just her thing. You know, she loves to plan. And so me knowing that and being the wise man I am, uh, I just took kind of a back seat. Uh, the only thing I cared about really is the food, the music and, you know, what my guys were going to wear on that day. Once I figured out those three things, um, I feel like everything else, uh, you know, Val and her mom and our parents kind of took over and took charge. Um, there were a few hiccups along the way, uh, definitely with the small things like decorations and uh, our rehearsal dinner was kind of a, a mess. Um, there, there was definitely some things that if people knew were happening behind the scenes, uh, definitely would, uh, uh, you know, laugh about. But I think overall, it was a pretty... A pretty smooth process. I think, I think we cried maybe once or twice before the wedding, just because uh, it did get that stressful at times, especially when it came down to our guest list. Um, you know that yeah. guest list, man, it is it can be a gosh, dude. That, that may be one of the that may be the hardest thing is just deciding who you want there. You know, 
Yeah. Yeah, it's hard because um, you're kind of battling with a, an imaginary number of how many people you should invite versus how many people are actually going to come. And you have to, you know, nick some people who have been your friends or even family members sometimes um, just because you may not have room for them. So the guest list definitely caused some stress, but I think uh, once we like made our decision, like we're not changing it, this is it, the stress moved to something else, but it wasn't there anymore. Um, but yeah, that, that definitely was the hardest because that's the first thing you face when you get engaged is who are we inviting, you know? So it's tough. Yeah, dude. Imagine being Mexican and coming from huge families. It was, it was like, <laughs> it was like pulling teeth, man, seriously. And I'm, if there was anything that Val and I butted heads about, it was definitely the guest list. Um, yeah. We just, we just, you know, me, I want everybody there. You know, I want the mayor of Austin there. I want, I want Beyonce there. You know, I want everybody yeah. to be a part of my big day. Val is, is a little bit more specific, obviously, a little bit more realistic. So, um, yeah. Anyways, man, let's transition into a, uh, something else. Let's let's uh, let's talk about Lindsay for a second. Uh, okay. So Lindsay and I, um, Lindsay was actually my friend before she was your uh, your friend. Uh, okay. Um, um and i the things i remember about Lindsay is that man she's one of the kindest people you'll ever meet um she's incredibly compassionate um and she's just a darn good friend um even though we never really had classes together anytime i would see her in the hallway or with her friends um uh she would always make time for you no matter where she was at or who she was with and that's just the kind of person she is so now that Mm -hmm. i've stolen most of your light why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about your wife and some of the things that you love about her? <laughs> Man, you put me on the spot. So this, if this goes from being a test run to a real run, then I'm pretty scared about what I say here. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, uh, Lindsay is, um, I mean, she's my soulmate, you know, like I, I instantly, I think my first reaction was was I'm gonna marry her, which I know is very Ted like from uh, How I Met Your Mother, um, but I just knew right away, and there were multiple reasons. Um, we we kind of like so we knew each other like around freshman sophomore year. Well, her freshman and sophomore year, I was like a junior or senior, um, and then we rekindled. And when I first saw her, like when I first saw her for the, like, you know, after I was available, (laughs) um, it was really just like, she like radiates, um, love to everyone. Like there's no person that she wouldn't approach and, and like, uh, make them feel included. And that's one of her strengths is she's an includer. Um, and so that stood out to me right away. Um, her humor is is off the charts like she she will literally like daily make me roll on the floor la- floor laughing uh she's super funny um and yeah she's she's just one of the nicest people or the nicest person i've ever met um and she literally like do anything for anyone at any time without even questioning and so uh 
yeah, I don't know. And plus she jumps out of planes and, and has this adventurous side of her, which I love because I'm a huge outdoorsman. Uh, so like I love going out fishing and, and hunting and stuff. And, and in the beginning I was kind of worried, like, you know, how is she going to react to this? And she still will freak out when she's holding a fish and, or like if we're like hooking a, a shrimp or something because she's, she's just, you know, cares too much about the animals. <laughs> um, but she's, she's right there with me. Um, and actually she's begging me sometimes to go fishing when, you know, when I'm asleep, like the other day she woke me up at 6am is like, Hey Jake, let's go fishing. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, I'm trying to sleep here. And so, yeah, man, she's, she is, you know, the, the woman that was designed for me. Um, and, uh, yeah, she's great in every way. Dude, that's lovely, man. Um, yeah, I think you and I both definitely married out of our leagues, man. Oh, um, for sure. And I'm happy for y'all, man. I really am. It's been, it's been awesome to watch y'all grow. And, uh, um, I just can't wait to make some memories with y'all down the road, man, as, as married couples and, yeah. Um, as as little, so little Ninos the Ninos running around. Yeah, man. Hope we're here too, man. You might beat us, which is <sighs> rare so. for rare for a Mexican couple, but um <laughs> we'll see, man. I'm trying I'm trying to talk so far we got Willis here. Um so that yeah, was you a got big, Willis. that was a big uh, wait. Is Willis really there? Yeah, Willis is right here. He's actually a podcast, so. Yeah, this is his podcast, but uh once we start talking, he just falls asleep and he wakes up when it's time to eat. Um, that's just kind of how it goes. So, hey, man, are you cool with uh, if we transition into what I'm going to call the Jesus segment segment of this podcast? Are you all right with that, man? Yeah, let's do it. Sweet, man. So a part of this podcast, Jake, is uh, I want to incorporate Christian values and elements. Um, and mm-hmm. what that looks like is just talking a little bit about your own personal faith and where you're where you're at with that. Um, I think it really helps encourage our audience members when they hear uh, men and women be just honest and vulnerable about their walk with, with God. Um, and so, yeah, man, for the next couple of minutes, I just want to just kind of poke your head and, and maybe, you know, find some nuggets around there um, that can really help me and other people that are listening right now. Is that OK? Yeah, definitely. Sweet, dude. So. Uh, I'm sure we can talk all day about faith. It's such an incredible and vast subject. But let's narrow it down to this this year. Um, from January mm-hmm. till now, man, from from pre-COVID, COVID-19 to, to we're in the stuff with COVID-19 till now. Like, where has mm-hmm. your faith kind of gone during this time? Where is it taking you? Um, yeah, man, let's start there. Yeah, so... Um... Just to kind of paint the picture here, uh, in January, um, I, I like before COVID even happened, I had struggles because I lost my job. Um, like actually, it was the first day. Actually, sorry, the second day back from um, New Year's, and so yeah, it started off on a bad foot, but. Um, you know, I was trying to stay positive and, and we're involved in our church and I have a community and, and Lindsay is thankfully employed right now. And so there was uh, a good foundation there um, for me to fall 
onto. Um, and so, you know, it, you and I have kind of spoke over the last six months or so. And, and, um, you know, there's days that are really good where I'm like feeling productive and, and I'm feeling like I'm getting in the word and, and, you know, um, just staying filled up with, with, with scripture and, and community. And, and, uh, I just feel like I can go and, and, um, you know, feel kind of like invincible almost, you know, like I'll, I'll be okay through this. And then there's days I wake up and get out of bed and then it's like, what's my purpose today? You know? Um, and so it's kind of a roller coaster ride. Um, but what I can say though, and that one, that's human. Like we're, we're always going to go through, uh, peaks and valleys. Um, but since I, um, know Jesus and, and I'm in, you know, I'm involved in my church and, and I have community and I have a group of, uh, men and, and even, uh, some like friends in our, our neighborhood that are Christian that I can talk honestly with them about my life and, and what I'm feeling, um, and be vulnerable with them. It's helped because, uh, not to preach here, but like Jesus, you know, he, he approaches us, he approached, he approaches the unapproachable. Um, so even when we feel like on those days where we don't want to do anything or we just feel paralyzed, um, with, with our situation, um, like he'll, he'll still come into that, um, and, and, and like get you through it because he's, he suffered for us. So now he's suffering with us. Um, so it's been a wild ride. Um, I guess it's almost been five months now, actually, sorry, it has been five months on the sixth of this month that I lost my job. And even the, with all the COVID stuff, that's made it even harder because everyone's kind of experiencing being stuck in their homes. And I've been experiencing that for two months beforehand. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's been a crazy season. Absolutely crazy, but there's been a lot of growth. Wow. Yeah, dude. Um, for those of us, for those of our listeners out there that don't really know about uh, Jake and I's relationship, which you probably don't, um, Jake's somebody I met in college, um, and uh, he played baseball for our school. Um, and uh, we kind of just met through mutual friends and didn't really know how far friendship was going to go um, just because we did hang out with such different uh, people at the time. Um, but this is a man that I've seen just constantly just uh, get hit with life, uh, get knocked down and gets back up, gets hit with life, gets knocked down, and gets back up. Well, whether it be relationships, whether it be family stuff, whether it be, um, mm-hmm just uh everyday stuff that life kind of throws at us uh jake's a guy that i've learned that is um incredibly tough and i i I know there's a million words that out there i could have used besides tough but i feel like that's just who jake is he's a tough dude um and even though he's going through a hard time man i watch this guy just you know he has his down days and um just like anybody would you know he's human um but I've also watched him keep his faith, love his wife, um, and just do his absolute darn best to continue to provide for his household. Um, 
and, and take care of that lady that he lives with. Um, so yeah, I applaud you, dude. Uh, I, I got nothing but respect for you. Um, and I know right now, you know, you are feeling with millions of other people feeling right now, dude, that, un- that unemployment mm-hmm. bug. Um, it kind of is just hitting a lot of people right now. Val and I feel extremely blessed to have our jobs. We, we, that is something that we are constantly thanking God for daily, just because we know that there are people that we know personally and just out there that are, um, just really going through a hard time right now. Um, so yeah, mm-hmm. man, I, I just continue to encourage you and, um, and I love, I just love that your faith is so real and, and is alive still, despite your circumstances. Thank you, man. Appreciate those words. Of course, brother. So, hey, man, we've got a few minutes left. And this is what I call the freestyle segment of the podcast. This oh is, gosh. we're not rapping. Uh, what I mean by freestyle is just we, I'll let you, the interviewee, uh, you give me a topic that you want to talk about, and we'll talk about it for the next two or three minutes. It could be sports, it could be movies, it could be anything that you uh, are just are in top of you know top of your head, whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, let's talk about the Dallas Cowboys. The Puro Pinche <laughs> Cowboys. Puro Pinche Cowboys. Are they gonna go? to a Super Bowl in our lifetime from here forward. <laughs> Dude, I, I'm going to say yes without even thinking. And tell let me, me tell why. why. Let me tell you why. Jerry Jones is going to die. <laughs> and, and I say no, that, awesome. I know how. That's not awesome, but. Look, that's not awesome. You're right. Like, Jerry Jones. No, it's funny, but it's, it's not awesome. <laughs> Jerry Jones. Uh, I'm sure he has done tremendous good for this planet. Um, hopefully, you know, the dude is one of the richest men on the planet for sure. Um, mm-hmm. But in terms of managing the Dallas Cowboys has done absolutely nothing for us in the last 20 years, man. So yep. when I say die, let me let me take that back. Jerry Jones is at some point <laughs> uh, going to retire and pass it down to his sons. Um, Steven, yeah. yeah, pass it down to Steven. I'm hoping Jerry's not going to be that guy that's like in a wheelchair and like oxygen tank, you know, and they're wheeling him up to his, his VIP suite and he's still calling the shots. If that's the case, I think I, <laughs> I think I would have moved on already. But so, yeah, I, Jerry Jones, what I meant to say, I said that I, clearly I said it without thinking he's going to move on <laughs> and it'll be at, hopefully in that era, um, probably when me and you are in our 40s or 50s in the prime of our life. Um, getting near retirement, we can just go to any all the Cowboys games that we want to. Hopefully, the Cowboys yeah. will be on top. Hopefully, CD Lamb, when I'm 50 years old, will be being inducted to the NFL Hall of Fame. So will Dak Prescott, and so will one Zeke Elliott. Um, <laughs> will they win it in the next year or two? Man, I don't know. Man, uh, we have some gaps on our O line. Uh, our safety is obviously. Oh, uh, a question yeah. mark right now. Um, like how the Cowboys don't care about safeties. Yeah, obviously. I mean, they're <laughs> they're just gonna stop the run and then just dare people to throw on them. I guess. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, man. Uh, there's a lot of games where the Cowboys just missed tons of tackles last year. I mean, I love me some Jalen Smith and Vanderesh, but 
there's just some games where they're animals and there's some games where they're animals. Um, so yeah, man. So yeah. I just, I just don't know, man. It's just, it's just, it's just which Cowboys team is going to show up. And last year, what killed us is that we were a second half team and just completely disappeared in the first half of games. Like yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't tell you how many games started and Cowboys scored six to nine points in the first half. It was ridiculous, dude. Um, <laughs> But then the second half, Dak comes out and throws for four or five touchdowns. Zeke runs for 120 yards. Um, it is it just blows my mind. Like, where is that at in the first half? Like, you know, is yeah, that is that that's the- coaching? Yeah, and to so- me, that's coaching. <clears throat> we'll see how McCarthy does this year. It's kind of a crapshoot. I have no idea. I know he was all prepared and and uh, did that thing with his coaching friends where they basically acted like they were still employed and. And had game plans prepared and studied defenses. That all sounds great, but until they win this year or go to the playoffs, at least, you know, I, I don't really care about all that. So we'll we'll see. Yeah, How, what's what's going to be a great indicator for me um, is when we start beating the teams that we're not supposed to. Um, yeah, because last year we beat teams that we should have beat, and we celebrate those things. And you and I, or at least I, got a little overhyped and said Super Bowl 2020. Um, but in reality, looking back at it, man, like the, the teams we beat um, are teams that we should be beating. As my boy Shannon Sharp always says, like these are the teams that you should be beating. The teams that that you shouldn't be beating are the ones are the wins that really matter. Um, but yeah, at this point, I'm tired of just being uh, division champs. I'm I, I'm tired of just getting one playoff win. I, I say a failure this year would be us not playing for an NFC championship. Um, yeah. I feel like it's NFC championship or bust. I don't, Super Bowl may or may not happen. We got some young people on our team. We got some new players on, in our backfield on, on uh, in terms of DBs. So there's still a lot of chemistry mm. to be built there. Um, so I'm not going to, I'm not going to aim for the moon just yet, but I will aim for the stratosphere and say NFC championship or bust this year. I like it. Cool, man. Well, hey, dude. Um, I appreciate you opening up a window of time for you to come in and interview um, and just talk and about life and a little bit about your own life and your own walk. And, mm-hmm. you know, I know there's a ton of things that we can cover and talk about. So you'll definitely be back on the show, man. Um, but, yeah, I appreciate you being my first practice interview, man. I think it's been a good one so far. I'm seeing a lot of thumbs up on our our website and I'm getting, I see a lot of questions coming in. Um, so yeah, man, I can't wait to see what the audience says. Um, and what audience there's an audience to this. Uh, there will be, yes. The audience of my family and that, oh. yeah, Willis is looking at me. Um, he's looking his chop. So I think he's, I'm thinking he's liking what he's hearing. <laughs> it's time to go. Yeah, it is time to go, but Hey Bubba, I love you, man. God loves you. I'm proud of the man you become, dude, and the, and where you're headed in life. And I can't wait to grow old with you, man, and to and to watch our kids grow together, man. I appreciate the time, brother. Love you too, Mateo. My right, brother, I love you, man. I'll talk to you soon. Little pinche cowboys. Little pinche cowboys, baby. All right, bro. Peace. All right, man. Adios. I'm not going to